insightful podcasts by informative hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. The Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is about to play, but if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, stop watching because there's some serious spoilers about to come up. But if you have seen Avengers Endgame, enjoy the trailer. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were gonna be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your job. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do. You're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my God. I always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan! <laughs> Welcome to Insights in Entertainment. This is episode 13 to the future. And that was the trailer, the new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. <clears throat> we intentionally did not watch it beforehand so that we could 
watch it right before uh, we did this, and wow, so that's impressive. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Let's start off with that. Oh, teary eyed. Oh, damn, <laughs> that looks good. <clears throat> I, I will say, I'm I'm not a huge Spider Man fan. I've obviously seen them, you know, throughout the years because uh, you're a Spider Man fan, and you know your son. Yeah. Very much into Spider-Man. Um, so I think there were actually a couple in between that I didn't watch because um, it was kind of one of those, uh, you saw it, you saw it before, you don't need to you know, see it again. Um, but that that was really cool. <laughs> that that looks, you know, I, I definitely like the direction that they're, that they're going with it. So, uh, And it looks like they're definitely <laughs> uh, kicking off the new... Uh, the new phase. The new phase. They are um, keeping with the that Guardians of the Galaxy style, mm-hmm. uh, you know, humor. That the they humor have. and and seriousness and and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, you can definitely tell it's a different it's a different Spider Man. Absolutely, absolutely, very cool though. Yeah, definitely cool. So let's just uh, run down what we're going to talk about since sure. we've talked about the trailer already. So we're going to look at uh, Disney Detective, where we've got some information on some uh, Star Wars and Avatar sequels, uh, films that have been announced. Then we've got uh, some information on Disney uh, trying to acquire the rest of the rights of Hulu. Then we'll move into our entertainment news, uh, wishing Billy Joel a happy 70th birthday. Uh, and then one of our favorite shows on TV currently um, being renewed, which is fantastic since they haven't even gone through the whole season yet, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Uh, then we'll move right into our insightful picks of the week. So nice, uh, straightforward show today. And I think we'll get right into it. Sounds good. <clears throat> Go for Disney Detective. So, as you mentioned, uh, Disney did announce the dates for their next three Star Wars films and four Avatar sequels. Um, so, the uh, three Star Wars films will begin starting uh, in 2022. Uh, they're going to take a hiatus between... <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Rise of Skywalker, which actually hits this December, obviously, as everybody uh, everybody knows. And if you don't know, you've been living under a rock uh, <laughs> for a while. Um, the next film is uh, scheduled for December of 2022. Um, two more films will follow. Nothing's been announced as to what they are at this point. Um, But Avatar, which they've been talking about for a while now, um, those have finally gotten their release dates. Um, There's actually four sequels planned for that. Uh, So Avatar 2 um, was was bumped from December of 2020 to now December of 2021. Um, And then Avatar will kind of alternate dates with Star Wars um, going like every other other year. Um, no titles or plots or anything of, of Star Wars or, or Avatar 
films at this point, just the 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 dates right now. So just have to wait and see. So <clears throat> a couple of interesting takeaways that I, I, I get from that. One, I hope, beyond hope, that Ryan Johnson is not handling the new <laughs> series, first of all. Well, I think um, after everything that he did uh, beforehand, yeah, they, they kind of... Uh, after his handling uh, of The Last Jedi. Yeah, I think they kind of... Well, they had promised him um, oh, did they? The, the next three movies. So I hope they don't follow through with that promise. Um, the other thing is, where does this leave the side stories for, right. for Star Wars? Because the way that they were running them with uh, Rogue One and mm-hmm. Solo, that they were the ones that were alternating Right, Between alternating the, the, so, the regular saga years. So if uh, Avatar is taking up that mantle, then are we going to see any more side movies? Not that I mind not seeing side movies after seeing, you know, I Want to Be a Pilot Solo. Um, but Rogue One we enjoyed. Rogue One was fantastic. So And maybe that's what they're going to do. And, you know, since there's, you know, the saga will be done, maybe that's what the other movies will be will be more side you know movies i don't know and and that's entirely possible i mean we don't have any direction on on where the new movies are going so are they right and maybe it has something it'll have something to do with how the new series that are coming to Disney Plus do maybe you know if some of those series do really well Maybe some of the movies could be based on, right. you know, like The Mandalorian. Maybe they do a full-length feature. Well, you know, and the other that. thing so. that that comes out of this is they're not confirming that the next three Star Wars films are a trilogy. Right. They could they're conceivably three. three standalone. Yeah, films. you could do a Princess Leia movie. You could do. Well, you can't because she's not with us anymore. No, you could do a prequel oh, type Oh, a prequel, thing sure, yeah. Of, you know, what happened to her, you know, after... How she learned how to fly in space and... Right, yeah. you know, her growing up, kind of like what Solo was, um, but, you know, didn't be didn't become. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Hopefully, uh, as, the, as the months wear on here, we should get some more information and... I'm sure we won't get any real announcements on direction until like celebration oh, and, or something. Yeah, until it comes, you know, gets closer too. But yeah, celebration would definitely be a good place. I am puzzled where they're going to go with Avatar. I don't know, you know, given how the last movie ended, how you're going to somehow manage to squeeze uh, three or four sequels out of it. I yeah. don't think there's that much story left. In Plus it. it's been so long, you know, and this has been my thing from, from the get go. And I know that there are diehard fans of avatar and, and whatnot, but for me, it kind of seemed like a one and done. It didn't exactly. really need to have anything else shown with it. Um, and I know that there were people that saw it like multiple times and there were people that were so obsessed, you know, and wanted to live in Pandora and, and whatnot. But now it's, again, it's been so long, you know, so, you know, maybe it'll be a chance to, you know, boost, you know, the original movie because again, you have, you know, kids that weren't even alive, um, when, when the movie originally 
you know, came out. So maybe it's, you know, what happens, you know, maybe a little bit more detail of, you know, what happens after that ended or, you know, again, a prequel type thing, like what happened before man ended up there. Honestly, it's been so long. I, I really don't remember much of the movie. Yeah. Well, and going to Avatar Land did right. not help that either. Right, right, because it really didn't, you know, tell you much about the movie except there was this, you know, beautiful land and some military people showed up. Right. That was really, you know, really it. Okay. So next in Disney Detectives is Disney uh, could take full control of Hulu. So Disney currently actually owns 70% of Hulu right now. And uh, Disney CEO confirmed that a preliminary conversation with Comcast uh, has been going on to possibly purchase the last 30%. Uh, on the business side, this means that Disney could expand Hulu into international territories without input from Comcast, um, and that there's a good chance that some of the shows that you know people enjoy right now would actually still remain, even though Disney uh, would take over. Um, and part of that, uh, part of the deal... Uh, Sorry, um, that when uh, Werner Media, which is owned by AT&T, sold its 10% share to Hulu, the deal came with specific terms regarding licensing contact and the channels uh, that Hulu's line uh, kept for their TV service. Um, so pretty much they're, they're trying to keep an ongoing relationship um, right. with it. So it'll be interesting to, to see since obviously Disney has, you know, Disney plus coming and then adding Hulu on, on top of that could be, could be interesting to see. Well, and the irony here is the, the concern that, um, I think Disney probably has is that if they take a full stake in it, then they're going to lose whatever, um, content Con Comcast is, is right. providing. When Disney themselves are already talking about pulling their content off, some of their content off to put onto their Disney Plus right, streaming service. Right, right. So it's kind of like we have all this stuff. Where do we put it? Do we put it here? Do we put it there? Yeah. So I honestly, I don't, I don't, if this happens, I don't see Hulu surviving very long. Mm. Um, the way it was originally billed with Disney Plus is that the more family friendly stuff, from Disney was going to go on Disney right. Plus, and all the adult exactly was going stuff to stay, on, stay Hulu. on Hulu. So, but you know, I don't see what purpose Comcast has, or what advantage Comcast sees in selling their thirty percent stake. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see them get, getting anything. Out right, of it. right. Uh, and given the uh, knockdown, drag out fight between Disney and Comcast over mm -hmm. the Fox acquisition. I can't imagine there isn't some bad blood that's still there right, right. between the two of them. Um, Could so. be a battle for a while. Yeah. So, and I think Hulu is going to be the casualty of it, and ultimately, the you know the consumer is going to be the casualty mm -hmm. because Hulu was that nice foot in the door to the cord cutters to get away from mm -hmm. yeah your cable companies. Yeah. Um, and, and I honestly think that Comcast would probably be, from a business perspective standpoint, they'd probably feel much better having Hulu go away mm -hmm. 
because oh, Hulu's yeah. a huge, you know, competition with their their standard or traditional cable business. Right, right. So should be interesting to see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. So on to our entertainment news. So, one of our favorite musicians, uh, we realized, (laughs) uh, turned 70 this past Thursday, um, and that is Billy Joel. Um, He's probably the artist that I've seen most in concert, and I'm guessing you probably have now, too, since since we've been together. Yeah, Billy Joel and I think the Eagles are probably the two we've seen the most. Right, right. Uh, so he turned 70, like I said, on Thursday. Uh, he told Rolling Stone about his special day and, you know, talked about how he's still being active um, in his career and life. And he said that he actually had mixed feelings because he was scheduled to play Madison Square Garden on his birthday. So he said, on the one hand, I'm happy to be alive. And on the other hand, I don't know how much of a party I deserve just for making it to 70. I mean, it's a work night. You can't have cake. You can't do anything else because it's a work day. Yeah. Uh, he said that it's, you know, kind of a Peter Pan kind of job. You start out, you're young, you're rocking and rolling, and that's what you do all your life. You become a little uh, myopic about how old you actually are. Uh, he said when he, you know, looks at photos of himself, because that just, you know, doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got old. I lost my hair. You know, uh, he said, you know, that he was a never he was never a matinee idol to begin with. And that when he's on stage, he's still doing the same job that he's been doing since he was 16. Um, so it's, you know, it it's amazing to think, you know, how some performers, you know, they hit that you know, a certain part of their life and they just, you know, stop recording and, and, and stop, stop performing. But he's constantly, you know, on tour, you know, whether or not he's taking a couple of months off, you know, every year it seems, Hey, look, Billy Joel's back in, in concert. And it's always a great performance, you know, cause we've seen him, you know, we haven't seen him every year that he's come to town. You know, we see him every couple of years and still, a great performer. Yeah, he he puts on a great show, and and you know there's certain songs that he has to do because he's Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. But what I always loved about his concerts is he always changes it up. Mm-hmm. There's certain it's a it's a formulaic approach to doing concerts, but he's always changing the variables in there, so you never see the same concert twice, no matter mm-hmm. how how many times you see. Yeah, him. that is true, and I think that's why so many people go back and see him over and over again. I, the one thing that I love about Billy Joel is he keeps it real. Like, even in this interview with Rolling Stones, you know, he says, for me to try to look like a movie star would be ridiculous. I've always been a schlubby-looking guy, and mm-hmm. I ain't about to change. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were they were asking him about plastic surgery and uh-huh. cosmetic surgery and stuff. And he's like, no, this is, I am what I am, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, he, does, he does have a cute little... Uh, anecdote here where his two youngest kids, I mean, he's 70. Right. His two youngest kids are three and one. Right. Uh, and he talks about, you know, dropping the kids off at daycare. And he says, you know, the difference now is that people think I'm their grandfather. 
<laughs> he says, uh, you know, I take her to school, and, and one of the other parents will go, oh, your granddaughter's so cute, and he'll just say, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they don't even realize that it's Billy Joel, because I'm guessing if they realized that it was him, they, right. would, they would know right. that it's really his, his kids. So. so, but yeah, um, Billy Joel is, is 70, and he's still rocking along. Yeah, he's actually going to be in Philly in two weeks, I believe. So uh, He was actually... He, like he mentioned in this article, he was at uh, Madison Square Garden for his birthday. Right, right. And his daughters, all three of them, Aww. came out on stage to sing him happy birthday. Oh, how sweet. Which was very cute. So, happy birthday to Billy Joel. Happy birthday. So, next up, we've got what, dear? So, in our final story in our entertainment section... Uh, was news of one of our favorite shows, as you mentioned, being renewed for season two. And it is What We Do in the Shadows, which is on FX. Um, that was one of my insightful picks um, a couple of weeks ago. So we were very happy to hear that while the season is still uh, going on, uh, that it was renewed for a second one. Uh, season two will debut in 2020. Um, an episode count hasn't been released yet, um, but to date, What We Do in the Shadows ranks in the top five among 34 cable comedy series, including uh, adults between the ages of 18 and 49. Um, so across all platforms and airings, the first five episodes have averaged an average audience of 2.81 million viewers. So that's pretty impressive for this little show that's on FX. Yeah, and, you know, it was really, it originated from a, this quirky little cult movie mm -hmm. that... That got we, a following and... Yeah, we kind of stumbled we on just, it. Yeah, we didn't even know, you know about it. It was just kind of one of those nights of scrolling through and looking for something to watch. It was like, hmm, what's this? You know, and it totally wasn't what I was expecting it No, no, to and be. we were, uh, you know ourselves laughing oh at my the god movie. It yeah was the, the movie was hysterical and then when we found out about the show it was like oh my yeah. god this is awesome and it's nice because it's not you don't have to have watched the movie to watch the series right. it is a complete standalone you know there's certain quirky things that like you know the, it's done in the same style right with the same premise the difference is the the plot lines of the show were completely independent of the movie. Right, right. So I would definitely recommend seeing the movie still because oh, it was so absolutely. good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the movie w was was hysterical, you know. So it, it's just a really funny take on if vampires were living in our modern world and just had no idea how. With the documentary crew following them You know, them with around. the documentary crew following them around and, you know, sometimes casualties happen and yeah, yeah. oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you somebody else, you know, and and the different types of vampires that they are, you know, that, that are there and and how, you know, certain ones, you know, were able to, uh, you know, assimilate a little bit better than than others. Right. And, you know, it just really kind of it is it is worth mentioning that it's only a half hour show, which three episodes in, we finally discovered that it <laughs> was getting over really fast. Because, of course, um, we would watch it, you know, the, the next night, you know, because, again, we don't usually watch live television. And we, after a couple of episodes, we're like, 
wow, that, that hour went by really quick. <laughs> and then we it dawned on us that it was only a half hour. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. So good to see they're, they're, they're definitely bringing that back. That's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was all we had for entertainment news yep, today. Yeah, that's it for today. So we will move right into our insightful picks of the week. <coughs> and I go to you, my dear. So after my long hiatus of not talking about a Netflix show, I have a Netflix show. Oh, to talk about. good, because I was getting we were getting <laughs> letters from Netflix saying you were neglecting them. They were gonna they were gonna delete our account. <clears throat> so um, this is actually a show that has been I've seen advertisements for it all over the place. Various people, you know, friends on social media have been talking about it. I've even seen regular commercials on TV for it. Um, and you, I, I mentioned it to you and I said, why don't we start watching this one together? And you said, okay. And you actually enjoy it as well. And it is the Netflix show Dead to Me. Which, since I'm watching it, of course, means it'll be canceled after the first no, season. No, no, it's not going to because too many people like it, fortunately. Okay. You know, for, fortunately for all the other shows that I would always have you watch, I guess not as many people were, were watching it. Um, so it's a dark comedy. Um, so there's some 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 intense scenes, you know, but yet there's some some funny scenes. So the premise behind the show is that Jen's husband has recently died in a hit and run. And she is determined to solve the crime. Um, she kind of runs into an optimistic free spirit who has also suffered a tragic loss of her own. And they actually meet at a support group. And despite their polar opposite, opposite personalities, they become friends. Um, as the women bond over bottles of wine and their shared affinity for the facts of life. Judy, the quirky free spirit, uh, tries to shield Jen from a shocking secret that could destroy her life as she knows it. So the dark comedy, which explores the weirdly funny sides of grief, loss, and forgiveness, features a really great cast. Um, it stars Christina Applegate, Ed Asner is in it. Um, and it's just, you know, overall, it's, it's one of those shows we're not done with the season yet. Uh, I think we're on episode eight. Um, but every episode, it's a little less than an hour, probably 35, 40 minutes, but every episode gives you just enough of a carrot yeah. to keep you coming back for the next, yeah, the next the, episode. The show itself is very well written, um, and it's paced exceedingly well. Mm -hmm. Um, you feel there's this natural progression to some kind of season ending conclusion but you don't feel like there's any one particular show that's just a throwaway episode. Right. Every episode, there's something that's revealed right. that you need to know before going forward. Um, and it's always that little, you know, and sometimes it's this little snippet of something. Sometimes it's a little bit bigger of a reveal. But it's always that... <gasps> moment that that you right. get and it's not it's not written like most of your you know dramatic comedies are mm -hmm. it's it's sort of a i don't know i want to say almost out of sequence type you know stepping outside that regular formula of how these things should be written mm -hmm. right and it keeps you 
not guessing, but looking around the next corner, you know. Right, right. You, you kind of expect the next thing to drop, and what drops isn't what isn't you Isn't what you were expecting at all. You you expect, yeah, you expect one thing to happen, and then something completely different happens and, and totally catches you yeah. off guard. Yeah, so. and they do a very good job pulling you as a viewer into the show mm-hmm. with, with that technique, and it's very well written. Yeah, so I'm thinking that probably by the weekend we... We'll end up binging the the last three or four episodes and and being done. Yeah, and then we'll find something else that I can watch that they'll cancel. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Good pick, though, dear. Thank you. So my pick of the week is uh, a, another television show. This one is on the Vice Channel. And it is called Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, The synopsis, the published synopsis, is from backstage controversies to mysterious deaths and unsolved homicides. The series explores the darkest stories from the golden age of professional wrestling and tries to find truth at the intersection of fantasy and reality. Uh, It's narrated by uh, Dutch Mantel, featuring... Interviews and input from Bruce Pritchard, a.k.a. Brother Love from Wrestling Fame, uh, Jim Cornette, Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott Hall, Eric Bischoff, and a number of other uh, Golden Age um, wrestling celebrities. Uh, it's currently in Season 1. Uh, there are five episodes so far in it. Uh, and this is done in a style of an investigative documentary. Um it uses stock footage and of past matches, uh, interviews and reenactments mm-hmm. um, in each episode to recount the history and, and sometimes a, a healthy dose of speculation mm, surrounding okay. some of the darker episodes of professional wrestling. Um, they start out with you know the story of Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, they go through to the death of the serious death of uh, Gino Hernandez. Um, the show does a very good job of, you know, pulling back that veil that that covers professional wrestling. Um, I used to be a huge wrestling mm-hmm. fan as a right, kid, right. Um, and a lot of the stories that they're telling here are of people that I used to watch mm-hmm. myself. Right. Um, so you're going to get to see it as a different perspective than from when you were yeah, a kid. Yeah, you do. And, uh, you know, it, it, it pulls, it lets you take a peek behind the scenes of what's been described as the male version of a soap opera, oh, professional absolutely. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a dark show, I have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's considering the subject matter that they're talking about. Most of the of the topics that they discuss are, uh, you know, the seedy side of wrestling. Mm. Um, so the it, underbelly of the beast. Pretty, type thing. pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, if you're a, a a true blue believer in wrestling is real and it's not sports entertainment, and you know it's a real competitive thing, this probably isn't the show <laughs> for you because it's it's you're. Your, it's going to shatter your your, your image dream, yeah, of your wrestling. And images, yeah. Uh, but if you're the type of person like I always was, who loves to know the backstory, mm-hmm. loves to know wh- who these wrestlers really are, and in one of the interviews, um, 
in one of the episodes, they're talking to Jake the Snake Roberts, who I used to love watch wrestle. Mm -hmm. um, and they say, you know, does Jake the Snake have problems? Well, he says, no, Jake the Snake doesn't have problems, but Aurelian Smith, who he is his real name, mm -hmm. he had problems with drugs and alcohol and this oh, and that. Okay. Um, so they see their, their, their wrestling personas okay. as actual characters, which they are. Okay, so it wasn't, so they they could separate the two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, some some wrestlers. I mean, some. If, right. if you if you look at the if you watch the show itself, you'll see some wrestlers have a very difficult time separating the wrestling personas from the real personas, mm. and that's where it tends to lead to real problems. Okay. Um, where these guys see themselves in real life as the image they're portraying in the ring, mm -hmm. and it's an unrealistic scenario. You know, mm -hmm. you you put these expectations on yourself, thinking this is how you really are, and it's an impossible image to live up to. Mm. So, um, Dark Side of the Ring, like I said, is on Vice. Um, check your local listings and channel uh, guides for air times because they air at different times in different regions. Very cool. And that is my insightful pick of the week. Good job. And I think we are done today. I think we are. Thank you, my dear, for your time. As always, a pleasure. And we are recording this Mother's Day weekend, so happy Mother's Day, dear. Why, thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week.